The return of the 3D platformer. Or is it? I just, I don't know. I was giving stupid looks the whole time. Oh. It's just fine with me. Okay. <clears throat> That's episode seven, right? What? Yeah. This is episode seven, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. You ready? Boy, we've done so many, we lost count. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode seven of Triangle Squared. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and joining me today, as always, Saul sometimes plays Dark Souls, but has apparently quit recently, Bridges. It needs to come out on the Switch. I'll play it again. That'll never happen. Like the trilogy, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3. Boy, if they did that. It won't happen. Oh, oh my God. I hope they do. Okay. I can dream. Let me tickle your fancies for a second. You okay with that? It's Some, a little... Sometimes. Okay. Uh, never happened, but what if they made Demon Souls, remade from the ground up, in Dark Souls 3's engine for the PS4? Oh, that'd be different. And Dark Souls 3 engine. I'd play it for certain. It would feel weird because okay. you, one is... You can jump. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, you couldn't do you that can't in Dark jump Souls 1. Demon, or or Demon, Demon Souls. Souls. Yeah. Yeah, Dark Souls 1's engine sounds like it might be better for that. I'd be but... careful about pulling this Wendy's cup in. Oh, yeah. uh, I, had, I had somebody accuse me of trying to sponsor McDonald's. And that's not true. I'll say, I'll, I'll let y'all know when I'm getting free food. <laughs> Because there'll be lots of it. I'm getting free food at all. I will eat it all. If you want to sponsor us, <laughs> if you want to sponsor our lunch, please let me know. <laughs> I'll take a spicy McChicken. Only mayo. Okay. All right. Well, Saul, this has been another fucking crazy week. I had strep throat at the beginning of the week. Uh, did a whole bunch of nothing. But I'll tell you what I did do. What's that? Something you have yet to do. Uh-oh. I don't know what this is. Get that beautiful... Sweet 0.3% oh. rare platinum in Terraria for Terraria. Terraria, yeah. I'm only missing three trophies. I uh, I want you to know that you are not online in another fucking rainbow slime spot. I hate this world. <laughs> okay, that's the, that's, that's <clears throat> realistically the last trophy I need because the pets trophy. The pets trophy. As soon as you log in, you'll be fine, and you have to log in a couple minutes in the corrupt world. Yeah, <clears> I got that one. Go. You you have the hallowed. You don't have the corrupt. Is that not the one that I had to log in and log back in to get, or is that hallowed? That was hallowed. Okay. Because it's just one hallowed world, and then we took the same hallowed world and made it corrupt. Yeah. So. But what have you been playing? Because after that, because I was sick, I ended up playing, uh, to interrupt what I just asked you, but I ended up playing Tales of the Borderlands, which you've been telling me to play for a while. Fucking great. And I don't even is really... Is it still free? It's still free, yeah, right? Dude, yeah, Get that yes. game. It's... Oh, my it's... God. You don't even it's have to so like Borderlands. Good. It's in a. It's really long for a Telltale game. Yeah, but it doesn't a, matter. It's about twelve hours. It's really good, really good. Uh, fun platinum storyline's fun. Humor's fun. There's a certain scene in that game that I'm not going to say on camera to spoil it, but I want to know your thoughts after. Is it a bro scene? <laughs> no, it, it's it's it has to do with a lot of people. Okay. Towards the end. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so have you played anything else? Because as soon as I got the Platinum in that in Terraria, I actually took the rest of the week kind of off, and I've just been watching a bunch of TV. Um, 
I've been replaying Grand Theft Auto V Story. I actually really, really enjoy okay. Grand Theft Auto V Storyline. Did you um, pick that up again, or did you just Yeah, I picked it up it? again. Um, I've been looking for something to play that was a little bit more than Dark Souls and RPGs that I've been playing a lot lately. And I thought that was a good alternative, so I picked that up. Finally got my hands on Well, that's Switch. what Far Cry was for me. Primal? It, it was like different. a nice change of pace. Yeah, and see, I... The uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is the only Grand Theft Auto I've actually played the storyline all the way through. And You're missing I've, out, man. I've done three it. was good, but Vice City's fucking. Well, awesome. I played through Vice City until that mansion at the end, and okay. I know that's at the very end of the game. But my memory card got corrupted, so that's yeah, close to the end of the game. But yeah, yeah. close enough. Um, but I've been playing that, and I've beaten that storyline three times so far. One on Xbox One, and then two more on PS4. This is gonna be my third time. I love it. It's so fun to me. Um, I like the characters. Everybody's fun in that. I got my hands on a Switch, finally, and I got the blue and red Joy-Con one, what I was looking for. Uh, Copycat. Got Breath of the Wild Mario Kart 8, <laughs> been playing lots of those. Um, more so um, Breath of the Wild, but I put a good, probably five hours into Mario Kart 8. Me and Annie been playing. and This is a PlayStation podcast. But you asked they, what I'm playing. They, they lynch you. No, I'm kidding. You wore a Breath of the <laughs> they, Wild shirt like the second episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. They lynch you. No yeah. one said anything about that. But right. again, it was two episodes in, and who gives a shit about what we wear? That's true. No, um, you have to have a lot of people to watch before the the random troll people. The pitchforks come, too. Well, the troll people come from under the bridge and ask for the troll toll, and I tell them I don't have it. And then they want the baby boy's hole. Yeah, don't. Uh, you know, I, mean, I don't have uh, that. I don't have either one of those. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've been playing through that. Probably 10 <laughs> you hours. You don't have a baby boy's hole. I don't have the toll either, and I don't I don't know one of the consequences. Okay. But, um, Breath of the Wild's pretty good. 10 hours in, um, which is not a lot in that game, apparently. Um, I think I've done six shrines. I just met up with a character that is the first real important character you meet that's not the person in the very beginning. So, it's great. Pretty good. It's small aside, we don't have to spend too long on this segment, but uh, you know, I haven't seen you, so fuck it, let's catch up a little bit. But now that you have a Switch and you really played Zelda, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say my, and I think I've already told you this, but I'm gonna go ahead and say my opinion. I still think Horizon's a better game than Switch than, than Zelda, well, and I mean that in every sense of the way. It's fresher, it's smoother, it's better written, it's better played. It's, for for those that don't know me, that are random <clears throat> watchers and uh, viewers and people who enjoy us, they uh. They wouldn't know that my very first video game was A Link to the Past. And um, there's something about this game. The soundtrack, they it's new, but they've mixed in older songs. Well, really, the, the void of a soundtrack is odd in that game. Because, you know, Zelda games always have so much music. And that game, when you're out and about, you really, music only comes when danger starts to I ramp like up. That. I like that. Oh, it's, I don't it's mind like a, it. It's, it I mean, it's very reminiscent, the sound that's in that game. Here's uh, the thing. I don't, I don't think the game is bad. Yeah. I yeah. don't. It's just it literally, dude... I dropped it so hard. Oh, see, and I had zero, and like, and this is like twenty hours in, see, and I have zero want to go back to it. No, it'll happen one of these days. I'm think maybe when I go to San Francisco, I yeah, want to play it. Get but some time I don't on the airplane because Vita's been. I don't know. I'm in the weird area this week. That's why I decided to take a break. Because I played all these games, started trying to play some stuff on Vita, and I'm just not feeling. I mean, and you know, I love Sly Cooper. I started playing Sly Cooper, Sly Cooper three on Vita. Uh-huh. Love that game, but on it's not even that it's on Vita. It's just I don't. Well, it's kind of a weird lull right now in the world. Is that the, the barely played Prey. Don't even care to at this point. Well, not, to, not anything against the game. What I played of it's fun. It's just well, uh, 2017 had had such a good start in this this year. I think it burned everything out. So that's what I'm hoping is that Destiny Farpoint comes out. Farpoint comes out this the week that this post. So right, you know, yeah, it'll be in the drop. Um, 
And that's probably, man, that's really what I'm going to spend the bulk of time on. And then I'm probably just going to chill. I wish he had a VR, though. There's, I think to get the Platinum, which there's a Platinum in he this. Yeah, it's two It's co-op. I, the I, game's got co-op. So. I thought about picking it up, but um, may have to wait a little bit longer. Farpoint definitely is going to drive it, but maybe not drive it home like it needs to. For me. Well, we spent enough time on this section, yeah. which is not even really a section. It's just something I do because I, I don't see you, Saul, and I love you, buddy. I work too much. And you have not tickled my fancy since we started recording, and I don't even know what's going on. So, are you okay? Do we need to communicate more? No. Does there need to be a safe <laughs> word? <laughs> Help. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I stole your thunder last week, and I went ahead and did the news first. So this week, gonna I'm gonna let you do the drop first. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna do the old the old switcheroo. Well, uh, since you got a switch. Ah. But for those that don't know, um, if I don't announce the date, yeah. it is the Tuesday. I think this is something we want to start dropping off. This is gonna be the last episode. Oh, Drop I guess. Off. Hold I'm on. Gonna, I guess before we get, before we get into this, we post a new episode <laughs> every every Monday, 12 p.m. Central Time, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time. We are available on YouTube, SoundCloud iTunes, Google Play Music. Subscribe to us if you like any of this. If you yep. like us on the iTunes thing, subscribe. Give us a rating. It helps us more than you know. And thank you to the, the, uh, the very first yeah, person who yeah, left we, us a we review. We got somebody one. It made me feel special. It made my heart feel um, like it dropped to a place it's never been before. Uh, anyway, uh, one other thing that I added last week, and this is probably the last time I really make it obvious, is that we've added timestamps to all videos. So moving forward, every video will have a topic-by-topic timestamp time breakout. <clears throat> so if you don't want to spend too much time watching any one topic or listening to us ramble on when we get lost in our talk, uh, you can just kind of click through to whatever section you want. Right. And as, as we said, this is the last time we're doing it, but... If I don't say a release date, it's the Tuesday, the day after this podcast airs. So I will specify what day in the week the rest of if them If they are. quit releasing these goddamn ACA games. Neo Geo games? The Neo Geo games. See how well I can do this without being blind as a bat. So following the trends of the past four, five, six weeks, we have another <sighs> yeah, Neo Geo like game. Third week in a row, I think, but, you know, hyperbole. Right. We have Overtop. Overtop is a racing game released by SNK in 1996. Players participate in breathtaking races through urban areas, mountainous regions, and snowy roads. The courses also feature weather variations to add more variety to the game. Not a whole lot that we don't already have. <laughs> Next up is, uh, and that is, a, of course, a PlayStation 4 digital title. Did you update the imager? Uh, no, I was at work today. You lazy piece <laughs> of shit. Okay, go ahead. Next up is Akiba's Beat. This is a uh, PS4 and PS Vita, both digital and retail. This is like a, it's a sequel to Akiba Strip, right? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Is that what that is? It's like a weird game that had to do with stripping. It was a Vita game. I wouldn't doubt it. Continue. Okay. Asa Tashibana is a simple jobless nerd living a lazy, cozy life in Tokyo's infamous Ataku Mecca or Mesa. Akihibara, to him, every day is Sunday, but now thanks to a time loop, every day really is Sunday. What's more, people's delusions are manifesting in reality, and only Asa and his newfound friends are even aware that anything is amiss. Can they set things right, or will Akaba be beat? Or Akiba. That's actually a really cool, very premise for a game. Uh, and I'll probably pronounce his name wrong. It's Asahi. Is that what you said? Asa. Yeah, I think I did say Asa a couple Asa, times. Dude. Asa, dude. Uh, Bela Latino. Bala Latino. Love the description for this game. A fun dance game for all your family and friends. Uh, if you like to dance. That's a PS4 digital title. <laughs> they got you covered. 
Black and White Bushido, a PS4 digital title out Wednesday. Black and White Bushido is one is one to four player stealth em up arena brawl. Never heard stealth em up before. That's pretty cool. Choose between light and shadow and three challenging game modes. Hide with camouflage, throw shurikens, and drop smoke bombs to beat your friends locally or online. Chroma Squad finally coming out for PS4 Digital, out 519, which is a Friday release. Chroma Squad is a tactical RPG about five stunt actors who decide to quit their jobs and start their own Power Rangers inspired TV show. Cast actors, purchase equipment and upgrades to your studio, craft weapons, and build giant mechas out of cardboard and duct tape. Once cameras are rolling, control, you cast a five colored jumpsuit clad warriors in dramatic turn based battles. This I, next one, didn't this come out like a couple weeks back, or was it a demo for Demo? Because didn't we make that stupid joke? Um, <clears throat> no, we, we said it Or did it, it come like to demo. PS4? I think it was PS4, because I think Loaded, or Limited Run Games are doing a Vita release for this that's physical. But uh, Demo, the last recital of PS Vita title that's digital. Demo, the last recital is a rhythm music game in which the player must hit notes to the melody of the music. Enjoy the rich storytelling, as well as tons of DLC content. We have a game we mentioned a little bit earlier, Farpoint, for PSVR, digital, and retail. Looks really good. Farpoint is a riveting VR space adventure set on the hostile alien planet. On a mission to pick up scientists studying an anomaly near Jupiter, a sudden rupture nearby sends you and their station crashing onto an unknown alien world. Separated from your colleagues, you must use holographic logs scattered throughout the landscape to reunite with scientists and escape the planet. That's not actually Dude, I hope that's as good as it looks. It's, it's like early impressions look really good on it. Like they, like people seem really like hyped on it. Um, this is a Tuesday release. Does the controller? Does the gun come out Tuesday too? Yeah, okay. uh, I, I got the bundle. Jonathan told me my pre-order came. He said the, the gun actually looks pretty cool. Okay, cool deal. Yeah. Talk about the VR gun for those that didn't. Yeah, know. the what is it? PSVR aim or some crap like that. It's basically the Shark Shooter 2.0 from the right. PS3. PS Move. Yeah, which was cool though. It's a good gun. I'm, I'm a little mad it doesn't work with Farpoint. I feel like it should, but... Because you could play Killzone 2 with that game, couldn't you? Or gun? Killzone 3. Uh, and Resistance 3. Oh. That was the year when all the 3s were coming out. Yeah. God of War 3, too. No, God of War 3 came out in 2010. Isn't that when Resistance 3 came out? No, Killzone, Killzone came out in 2011, February. Dang, Resistance came out earlier. like September 2011. I thought that was earlier. Okay. No. Next up, we have Future Unfolding, a PS4 digital title. Future Unfolding is an action-adventure that is all about exploration. Your goal is to unfold the mysteries and solve the puzzles hidden in the beautiful landscapes around you. We got Haikuko, Kyoto Winds, which this actually was... No, I might be thinking of something else. This is a PS Vita digital and retail title. Looks um, like Roroni Kenshin and Samurai Champloo just smashed together. This game sounds so familiar to me. It says uh, oh, the remastered. remastered. Okay, I may have... I don't know. Oh, the visual novel. Um, this remastered telling of a beloved visual novel, Hakukoki, Hakukoi, focuses on the story set in Kyoto. Hakukoki? I don't know. The young Chizuru, determined to find her father, will romance the famous samurai of the Shinsengami through the series of engaging stories and the historical fantasy adventure. Interesting. For a visual novel. We have Injustice 2 coming to PS4 digital and retail. Power up and build the ultimate version of your favorite DC Legends in Injustice 2. With every match, you'll earn gear to equip, customize, and evolve your roster. Boy, Oceanhorn coming to the Vita. I wanted it to happen. I willed it into existence. I didn't, but a lot of people did. I, I tweeted at the developer and said, hey, I'm going to hold off, and if you make a Vita version, this would be great. Like is this cross No, it oh. is a separate game, but I think the trophies are also separate. 
So it's an extra platinum for people who care. Okay. Because I already bought this game on PS4. It is pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I wanted to wait for Vita, but that, that may be the thing that hops me back onto the Vita because it looks kind of like a wind wall, uh, wind wind clone. clone. Yeah. And I love wind Which Waker. it kind of is, but it's a good, it does a good job. I feel oh, like. yeah. I mean, a clone is not a bad thing. Like we were talking about that. Uh, kind of the, uh, the um, Adventure Time uh, yeah. Zelda clone was great. Uh, but um, it's out PS4 digital on Wednesday. Explore the islands of uncharted seas. PSV to digital. Did I say PS4? Yeah, it's PS4. Uh, whoops. Explore the islands of uncharted seas, a world filled with many dangers, puzzles, and secrets. Fight monsters, learn to use magic, and discover ancient treasures which will help you on your quest. We have... This is a game I was thinking about that I'm pretty sure... We've talked about the uh, the one before this before. It's uh, Operation Babel, New Tokyo Legacy. Continue the story operation Abyss and defend near-future Tokyo from a new threat in this dungeon-crawling RPG. When a mysterious object, dubbed the Embryo, appears in the sky, the CPA and the 10th Squad are mobilized to face the new threat. Venture in a challenging new labyrinth and create the perfect team to challenge each threat. See, this is where we were talking about, I think I said this squad or X squad the first time. And, we, and it was kind of Roman numeral 10, possibly. Uh, Secrets of the Fall, PS4 digital Seasons title. after fall. Boy, I can't read. <laughs> it's late and we both had long I days. Had, yeah, I should drink some coffee. Seasons After Fall is a 2D platform puzzler game that lets you dive into a captivating universe and explore a land governed by magic and nature. Using your ability to change the seasons, you can alter the world around you to freeze bodies or water of oh, bodies of water in winter, grow plants in the summer, and more. That's very cool sounding. I think I'm gonna really get you that hooked on phonics. Yeah, no, just give me a good, good old cup of coffee. That'll be great. Or some eye drops. Shadow Warrior 2 out Friday release for PS4 Digital. Shadow Warrior 2 is a stunning evolution of flying Wild Hogs offbeat first-person shooter following the further misadventures of former corporation Shogun Lo Wang. Never heard of Shadow Warriors at all. I didn't know this was a sequel. I remember Shadow Warrior. Uh, I thought this was already out for some reason, but maybe I think it's been out on PC and it's just coming to PS4. Okay. Must be. But anyway, move along. Skylar and Plux, Adventure on Clover Island, PS4 digital title for Friday. Skylar and Plux Adventure on Clover Island is an enthusiastic revival of legendary 3D platinum genre with 3D platformer genre. Yeah, genre. <laughs> and classic gameplay. You said platinum. 3D platinum. <laughs> I got them platinums on my mind. Playful gadgets and a lighthearted story is set in a gorgeous, colorful, reminiscent of... I missed the word world. Colorful world reminiscent of childhood adventures. It's times like this where I know that we have no clue what we're doing. No, we do. Sorry, just, I should have read through all this. Um... We got the Surge, PS4 Digital. Uh, hold on, I wanted to put a little uh, factoid in about this uh, Adventure on Clover Island game. Okay, it looks okay, uh, kind of like Banjo and Kazooie. Uh, it's actually uh, been announced that J.J. Abrams said it's going to be part of the Cloverfield universe. Okay, ignore him. <laughs> we got the Surge, PS4 Digital title. Welcome to Creo, the mega corporation saving the world. A catastrophic event has knocked you down. During the first day of your job, you wake up equipped with a heavy-grade exoskeleton in a destroyed section of the complex. Robots gone haywire, insane augmented co-workers, and rogue AI, everything wants you dead. So this game actually looks good. This is by the same people who... It's actually by a part of the team. Uh, it's one of the co-developers of Lords of the Fallen. This is the one we talked about having PS4 Pro support a while back. So it's got that Dark Souls-style gameplay, but in like that futuristic... Wait, this is it? Yeah, The Surge. 
I'll have to look into this because I actually like Lords of the Fallen a lot. Yeah, it's is uh, and and Lords of the Fallen two's been work being worked on as well. I don't know yeah, if you know that. I, it's a. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, this was the I can't remember which developer ended up taking this. This out, is the sci-fi one, right? Yeah, this is the one with robots, robots, and it's like uh -huh. it looks fine. Yeah, uh, early reviews are saying that the story's kind of cliche, but I mean, that eh, I, yeah. I think that everything involving the future and that kind of sci-fi thing is it's hard not to be cliche. It's I, I was actually really surprised with Horizon. Yeah, uh, that, that, had, that had a really good. Story. It had a very original story. Last on the list is Tango Fiesta, a PS4 digital title. Tango Fiesta is an action-packed, top-down shooter for one to four players, set in a world where events from every single 80s action film made actually came, actually happened to unwanted lucky hero, John Strong. It looks like a really buff cartoon version of Nathan Drake. Kind of, sort of, yeah, I can see that. It's very, very weird art style. Reminds me yeah. of Jetpack Jim, uh, I think that's what that game was called. I don't know. But... I'll tell you what I do know. News. We got some news, boy. Now, I'm going to be honest, this week has actually kind of been, A, we're recording on a Friday, which is already different for us. I got to be out of town tomorrow, so it just kind of works out this way. Uh, so well, there's a little, there's a chance that we miss a little news over the weekend. Hopefully not. Jim and I was in a Nintendo 64 um, game. Did not look nothing like that. Okay. <laughs> First up on the news list. Uh, Square Enix are withdrawing from business with Hitman developer... IO Interactive after modest sales uh, to the most recent to the most goddamn you, you you spread it to me to the most recent Hitman release. The future of the franchise is up in the air, but after Square put DSX on ice for poor for for poor performance, it seems likely it will do the same. Uh, to be clear, this does not mean that IO is closing. They are looking for a buyer. Right. So they'll hit the go thing somewhere. is. It seems highly unlikely that whoever buys it will just get the developer and that Square will keep the Hitman IP. I mean, you would assume. So is Hitman, this is the one that's episodic, right? Yes, this is the most Ooh, recent game. That kind of And it sold somewhere in the ballpark of 675000 So that means that this will be put on a hold until then. Well, that one's already done. That's oh, oh so it actually completed. It's been done. Okay. See, I, uh, I don't but even now that, it's, now that it's even on disc... The game sold somewhere over, like, somewhere around 700,000 copies. And Ooh. just to be, like, just for comparison's sake, the last Hitman game, Absolution, I want to say is what it was called. On PS3, um, Xbox Sold around 3 million. Yeah. yeah so. A good chunk less. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. And then definitely with stuff like, you know, with them closing down Deus Ex to, or not closing <clears> down, <throat> but, you know, putting Deus Ex on ice for that, uh, for really bad sales performance. It's just interesting. I, I don't think we'll be seeing Hitman anytime soon. But yeah. that's. At least it got done. Unfortunate for people who like it. But um, next up is that BioWare have released a new patch for Mass Effect Andromeda. Coming in at 1.29 gigs, Jeez. the patch seems to focus on improving overall performance and stability, as well as issues with animations getting stuck while jumping or changing direction repeatedly. Uh, the patch also adds graphical options to toggle motion blur and depth of field. I thought that was really interesting. Because uh, I wonder if that'll you can actually turn our motion blur off. Thank God. Yeah, but see now, I don't know about that. But I wonder will depth of field affect performance at all? Who knows? But I think it's cool to give them depth of field is is different from field of view, isn't it? Yes. Well, no, no. Field of view is your depth of field. That's what I thought. Okay, um, it could. But your yeah. I mean, I don't. That's what it's supposed to be. At least we'll see how that ends up working. Yeah. Um, turn that film game off on that game. Add just a, a, a small aside. We were talking earlier. Uh, as it stands right now, BioWare uh, Montreal, is that right? I think so. Let me that see. sounds right. Uh, they are being kind of scaled down, and some of the teams are going to other teams within the um, 
uh, EA stable to help finish other games and looks like for now maybe Mass Effect's kind of on hiatus again can't say for sure it was uh, Montreal okay yeah that's what I thought uh, so they're going out between they're helping Edmonton and all these other uh, Edmonton studio the Austin studio um, so you know hopefully it doesn't look like anybody's getting fired which is good it's just like they're being redistributed into other EA companies so that's good no jobs lost but for people who um, wanted to see another Mass Effect, it's if I remember correctly, some of the team are going to Battlefront too. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, to help get that done for Dice. Um, all right, uh, next thing up on the list, and this is actually part of kind of the topic of the show, uh, or the topic of the week, or topic of the episode, or whatever the hell you want to talk it, uh, call it. Um, in uh, recent interviews regarding Knack Two, Mark Cerny, uh, the director for the game and also the head architect for the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. Uh, has talked about making the sequel better. The sequel is set to have varied platforming section with uh, Cerny saying as a launch, and this is a quote, as a launch title, it's hard to find the time to put all the things into the game, especially those that only a subset of the audience would see. Also, I didn't really appreciate how many people liked and expected to see that much platforming, end quote. It's a little bit of a a weird way to word it, but he's also kind of an odd guy. he said, I, I didn't appreciate how many people liked it, but he, he means he didn't realize how many people would care. Um, so uh, along with that, combat also sees improvements alongside the platforming uh, with the game, including chain maneuvers, dodges, grapples, shields, weapons, and upgrade trees that allow you to add up to 30 boosts and special moves. Hey, boy, this God of War game sounds fun. <laughs> Uh, the game is expected to release in 2017, so I'm expecting some kind of an E3. Yeah. Because they, they, they announced it at PSX, so I'm, I'm assuming we see the E3, we get a day to E3. I played four hours of the first one when Joe brought his uh, PS4 to my apartment. I love that game. Got it. It, was, it seemed charming. So, so but... many people, I, well, okay, I won't say, obviously a lot of people liked it, but there's, yeah. that, there's a vocal enough minority that just had issues. Don't get me wrong, not to say that that game didn't need changes for a sequel. I'm glad they're happening. Yeah, because... I mean, it seemed charming enough to, to deserve at least and a co-op play And for... is, co-op is built from the ground up for this game. You can was drop in a in second. The first one? Yes, but it was very secondary, weird thing. And you you, you couldn't on... be anywhere. You couldn't be any part of the game, whereas this one, it could be any part of the game. Oh, okay. That's weird, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's odd, but it works out. One of the cool things is that you could use your Vita to, to co-op with it, and you'd oh, be like cool. a little robot neck. Yeah. It was cool. Um, that's pretty cool. Man. Anyway, so I'm excited for that, but that's because I am someone who likes that era of games. I thought that game was really well made. Um, next up, uh, Need for Speed developer Ghost Games has confirmed that there will be a new Need for Speed game coming this year, which I'm excited about. I love. I like the last one a lot. I still need to play it. You just borrow it. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay uh, yeah, new game coming this year, and have teased a few details regarding the title. First and foremost, the game will not be always online, which was some issue that people had with the first game. It's a weird. Didn't didn't bother me, but I do get some yeah, people. It's a, weird it, thing it's, for it's a, a lot like game. Dark Souls and stuff. You can't pause, and some people don't like that in racing games. Uh, that is weird. I didn't know you couldn't pause. But it's always online. You're always connected. right. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense. Um, can't pause an online world. Um, so the game will not be always online. With the developer saying, "Quote: When release day rolls around, the next Need for Speed." For the next Need for Speed, you will be able to play through a single-player experience completely offline. Before you ask, and we know you will, this does mean you will be able to pause the game. Good. End quote. 
Uh, they also talk about customization staying in the series, which obviously is something that was missing from the series for a long time and finally made it back with 2015's entry. Uh, and they talk all about how it's important to them. It's important Customizing forward. was in the new one, right? Yes. Okay, I would not and play good, it. Good customization. Okay. Awesome customization. Because Need for Speed was and more than on... more than visual customization, the customization is even great in the... Like, you can customize so much how your car handles. That's what I missed about great. Uh, Most Wanted on Vita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that so, was Criterion. Um, they also talk about customization, staying in the series, adding off-road driving, and improving cop chases, which was lackluster in the newest game. Uh, not terrible, but not great. And it doesn't have that same sense of... With them adding off-road, I'm hoping this is something kind of like what Carbon had, where there's like hazards that when you're running from the cops, you can knock the hazards down and create obstructions for them. Uh, I don't know. be interesting. Yeah, like, and it'll be interesting to see if... if old style shortcuts kind of come back into the fold I honestly kind of miss a game where I'm not being chased by police I just miss racing yeah but I guess it, it, it's kind of a thing in this well I mean but it's fun that was, that was one of the best parts the cool down areas and whatnot. yeah that was a cool way to do it uh, expect to see more in the announcement trailer at the EA Play event this June uh, that happens before E3 if I'm not mistaken I think it's the Saturday so a week before basically. before the Sunday that Microsoft oh. goes on if I'm not mistaken so Saturday of the beginning of the week for E3. Well, technically, the end of the week before E3. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, okay, next up on the list, Sony has hired former Lionhead studio director Stuart White to head up their new role as director of VR product development over at its London studio. Uh, London studio are the team responsible for PlayStation VR Worlds, the launch game that had a bunch of little mini experiences in it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, which was cool. I mean, I, it, it was well made, so... It's cool to see them do that, but uh, uh, in a quote uh, with games, uh, in an interview with GameIndustry.biz, White said, "Quote: I'm super excited to be joining the London team to lead them further on their journey uh, journey to become the world's leading AAA VR team." End quote. Uh, I think this is mostly interesting, and it's one of the main reasons I decided to include it. Is this seems like this seems like. Not it's, necessarily renewed hope, but this seems like continued investment into VR as a platform for Sony. So I think this is cool for PSVR specifically because it means that they have a first-party studio dedicated to making games for it. Uh, and, I mean, pl the London studios kind of stayed that weird. They make all the side, offside games because they also did... Um, what's the game called that comes to the PlayStation? The Playroom. They do all these weird experimental yeah. games, but it's nice to see them have a chance like... Uh, they did the... There was some game on the VR world, I can't remember, The Heist. The London Heist. Oh, yeah, where you're driving and, in the and car. That, and that one was really well made. I'd like to see something like that fully expanded on and kind of have the same, what looks to be production uh, production values of something like Farpoint. Yeah. So that'll be really cool to see. So that's exciting. Uh, last up for me on this, um, and this is something I thought was really cool when they announced it last year, or when, I, when they announced it at PSX. Uh, martial arts focused action RPG Absolver uh, will be releasing August 29th on PS4 publisher Devolver Digital has announced the game lets you choose a combat style each with a special ability and assemble a custom combat deck to create your own personal fighting system in real time combat along with this announcement they have released a new trailer that dives deeper into Absolver's combat so if you want to see it more in action go check the trailer out it's really good I think the game looks dope it's, it's, it almost kind of looks like it's got hints of what made uh, For Honor what people liked oh, yeah. uh, you know um, kind of interesting so um, 
Yeah, I just looked up some screenshots of it. Like the the mask they were in those games were really yeah, cool yeah. And this, these are ex Ubisoft employees uh, that came together and made their own studio. So, got it. It's Triangle Squared podcast. Got it. Okay. You're missing up, boy. Uh, so that was the last of the news. Uh, but one thing I want to clean up before we go into the main topic is that there is a, a reader mail response uh, from our buddy Phase Four Delta, um, and where oh, is that the same person? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and actually, yeah, you're right, man. This screenshot is kind of blech on here. I guess I should have should have handled it differently. Um, but I do want to read it because it's regarding our talks back and forth for um, Call of Duty World War II, uh, early days when it was still in the rumored stage, but we basically knew what it was. Um, that You know, I had some qualms with it, and then definitely we, me and him had another conversation. I think it was episode five that this ended up happening in. Maybe it was last week. Where we talked about, I don't really, I don't see the value in them redoing essentially World at War uh, just on next gen consoles. And he obviously had his own opinion on it. Um, but Salk, so go ahead and read Calvin's response. It's really aimed a little more at me, uh, but I do want to go ahead and read it. And because uh, he agrees with Saul a lot, so I want to see what your side of it was. Sure. I noticed that you guys briefly bought up Call of Duty too. Or World War II. You seem to not like it at all. Since that was a week ago and now I can't remember exact word used. Although I can't quite anything, quote anything specific, the general feeling was displeasure. I personally find this uh, Call of Duty game to revive the franchise. Now, I know multiple times you've stated that you really like Infinite Warfare and I personally stopped playing COD since Modern Warfare 3. But something about this new old COD seems refreshing. I don't think this is the COD fans that... I don't think it's that COD fans wanted to return to World War II, but the game itself actually looks amazing and reminiscent of the birth of the esports era, as I like to call it. Games Battles, Halo, Call of Duty. I use Game Battles a lot for Halo 3. It's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> although the game will likely not have that level of customization, customization the recent games have, it will still be very gritty, skill-based first-person shooter. I recommend playing Call of Duty 2. You remember. I remember. Man, Come on, man. I can't let you read anything. Yeah. I remember playing Call of Duty 2 online and having fun. I remember Call of Duty 3 online and loving it. War at War, not so much, but still. This is going to be the first time a lot of older Call of Duty fans who essentially left the Call of Duty scene will have a chance to really reenact D-Day and have that Band of Brothers, Saving Private Ryan type of connection to the game. The single player campaign is going to be amazing and I think the multiplayer will be good as well. The other thing I think will happen is because of DICE going back to their roots and essentially recreating Battlefield 1942. I remember back to the day playing Call of Duty 1 for the single player and playing Battlefield 1942 for the multiplayer. Now for the now for the first real time we could be getting ready to see Battlefield franchise and Call of Duty franchise go head to head and back to their roots and make it happen will be an absolute awesome to the first person genre. And I love his too long didn't read. Call of Duty World War II will be good for the culture <laughs> and essentially puts dice to recreate Battlefield yeah. 1942 and have a head on battle between the two. Yeah. So, a couple things I want to say. A, I have no doubt in my mind the game will be good. Oh, yeah. That is not where my qualms lie with it. I think that there are plenty of great games, even. Okay, I won't say great. There are plenty. There are plenty of good games, well-made games, games that people spend a lot of time on that re- are reflected in the quality. That do, they they try too hard to borrow from a from a time past. And there's like a fine line between trying to get inspiration from the past and trying to push into the future. Uh, and I feel like that line here, definitely with the inclusion of the Nazi zombies stuff, it just seems like it's too fan servicey and not enough of art. 
And I know it sounds weird, but as one of those things, I mean, any form of content is art. What we do is technically art for those who, who consume it, enjoy it, and have something to say about it. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's, it's not conventional art in the way you think about art, but in terms of what it is, uh, games are art. And I like to see games push into new boundaries and not do things just because they feel like the fan service is required to continue going with the game. So with this specific thing, it's I, I know that you know you you kind of said and let me pull it up real quick um you said a line in here specifically i was like eh. um i don't know that i necessarily agree with that uh let's see thank you for writing into us again though wish i had pulled up already i gotta feel the dead air somehow okay you said that uh, i don't think it's that call of duty fans wanted to return to world war ii but that the game itself actually looks amazing amazing and is reminiscent of the birth of esports era okay i think for you that could be very well true and i'm not going to take that away from you obviously you have that opinion but i know that there are very very vocal at least minority i mean there and how big that pool really is 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 ever changing and you don't really know because it changes from game to game as well but there are definitely a pool of people whose issues were that they wanted the game to go back to boots on the ground world war ii it's essentially that these are people that wanted the same call of duty game that they already have gotten four times before and it's not that there's something wrong with that but when wanting the same thing in lieu of someone pushing forward to do something it gets to a point where it irks me a weird way because I always say with like sequels and stuff, you've got to try and touch on what made the first game great or made the, the, the beginning games great, but you also have to try and touch on something new. And I don't feel like they're doing enough of that here. The only thing we may see is that, yes, the performance captures better, the engine's better, we're seeing better graphics, we're having a little more into it, but it's still essentially the same game and I feel like it's playing it a little too safe. I would have liked to see them steer into a more ballsy direction. Now that maybe that's what they're doing with the online aspect of the game. Uh, and it's hard for me to really care because I don't play the online in these games. Definitely not that way. Uh, I hardly play them at all. Uh, so in my opinion, you know, they may be trying to steer. It seems like they're doing that, uh, that hub world thing that destiny has pulling off and they're going back to, and this is something I'm curious about is how it's going to work in multiplayer. Is it going to be regenerative health or what, however they're... Oh, of course it is. Yeah, it's... it's, it's Technically, you don't know, man. There's always been, though, um, these differences in campaign to multiplayer stuff with Call of Duty But games. I want to say every Call of Duty game I've ever played has had regenerative health, even Call of Duty 2. That's what I'm saying. It's, but I'm talking about regenerative health in the storyline. No, no, so it's, for it's, them it's, to be it's not going to have in the storyline, but also in the storyline of Call of Duty games, there are guns with these attachments you can't get in multiplayer. There's always well, these, these differences. I, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying that as a, they're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, they're talking about doing regenerative or non-regenerative health, at least in the story for sure. I mean, that's right. been confirmed. But the thing is, that's never been in the story before, so it's not like they're touching back. I'll give them that. That's something cool. Yes, it's something I've seen in a World War II based game. Resistance One and Three were both non-regenerative health. You had to get health packs. You had little brackets of health. Great. At least it's something new for the franchise. Uh, but like I say, if they're pioneering more in the multiplayer section, that's fine. But 
my opinion as of right now, and I could be standard wrong, I don't know that I'll even give myself the time of day, definitely with how much stuff is coming out around that time or what is supposed to be coming out around that time. I don't even know if I'll get around to playing it because it's just I don't have that pull. Uh, I do appreciate your opinion. I, I, I get it that there are plenty of people that agree with that, and I'm glad you're excited that it's coming back to what you like about Call of Duty. Uh, I say if you know it says you you quit playing around Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 3. Uh, dude, if you get a chance to borrow or play Infinite Warfare, and this is not just me continuously blowing smoke up a game's ass. I'm someone who's very hard on Call of Duty games because they play fantastically, but they've always get, they've, they've gotten to this point where they have very cliche stories. You talk about, dude, one of the best campaigns I've played all of last year. I still remember it fondly. I, I beat it, and then I actually doubled back and beat it again. Rare for me in that kind of game. It's just not the way I play Call of Duty games, and it's rare that I even beat a Call of Duty story after Modern Warfare 2. Uh, and I think Modern Warfare 1 and 2 were great, but they were the same game. And the 3, from what I saw at the end, same game. Uh, they got into a rut. And I felt like Infinite Warfare was the first time that they really broke out of that rut. But to each their own, it's all differing opinions. But yeah, definitely appreciate you riding in. And I think it's interesting that you and Saul do seem to come a little more eye to eye on this. I'll and play th it with you. And this is someone, it seems like y'all both kind of have that esports thing going for you. As someone who doesn't care about that, I am more specifically concerned with the, uh, with the story aspect of it. So, Yeah, and see, I, I can agree to you on... Um... Last game, last Call of Duty game I hard like hardcorely played was Mass, or Mass Effect Three, Modern Warfare Three. Um, that was the one that I, I put in. But at my time for the, uh, if you look at my profile time, it was days of time, not hour, not hours. Um, so uh, I really haven't jumped into a Call of Duty game that much. We played Advanced Warfare. For we played a while. Advanced Warfare a lot, to be um, fair. but and, nowhere and near rare. the caliber of like. I think, and I, and I get what he's saying about going back to those glory days, because uh, for me, not only was it part of like the esports thing, but there are these YouTubers who lost, and I like, like not hope, but they kind of just lost interest in it, and now they're on Counter-Strike and stuff like that. Uh, guys like Jericho, T. Martin, uh, even though he's kind of a fraudster, but um, T. Martin, and then you got like Woody's Gamertag, you got all these people that, that left the scene to go do other games like Minecraft, Counter-Strike, you know, Overwatch. And I really want to see them return because there was a thing back then of going to YouTube and looking up class setups because that's how in-depthly these games could actually be where I mean, yeah, you I could check that. out all these class setups. But and part of this comes back to me is like, is this just Rose 10 and Nostalgia Glasses? You no, know that, if they remastered Modern Warfare 3, I'd go back and play it. Well, no, what I mean by that is that is it is it the nostalgia that's set on by the fact that this looks like an old Call of Duty game that's making people have? I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm not see, saying and not, that. And not so much for me, way, not but. so much for me from nostalgia. Um... I think that I'm, I'm glad they're going in the direction they're going, even though I know you don't like World War II that much. Um, it brings me back to Medal of Honor games for PS2, and um, I really like those those style of games and that time era in gaming. Um, and I'm really hoping that the campaign delivers, and then I'm hoping that the multiplayer is top-notch. Get rid of this microtransaction bullshit that's been in the last couple games. Get rid of these... I'm not a huge fan of like these toys that you get as weapons. You run around with a baseball bat and crap. Get that out of I'll tell game. you what I don't like. Like, and I don't I, like. And that. I thought that it would have been an interesting addition uh, in Black Ops 3. I hated it, and I hated it even more in Modern Warfare. Uh, and, sorry, in, in, in Infinite Warfare, it's multiplayer. Um, the skill or whatever your special ability is, hated that. Oh, that didn't bother me that much as much. Don't as, wrong. As much I just like, I hated it. Just, it seemed, A, it was kind of pointless and dumb, and I just felt like it detracted from 
I got killed by like a baseball bat. That's that's a melee weapon, and go. It kind of goes back to the roots of melee. Used to be one hit kill. I think you know where my real issue with Call of Duty comes is I like class based games. That's why I love Killzone Three so much. I'm surprised you don't like Overwatch. I like actual class based games, not shit like that. Because hold on, I'm not calling the game shit. It's shit to me because I don't like that style of game. It's obviously a well made game. People love it. I don't like that style of class base. That's a little more Team Fortress style where it's very, very collaborative gameplay. I like a game to have that competitive aspect that Call of Duty has, but still have the back-end systems to where when you're doing Team Deathmatch, there's reasons for you to do extra things outside of killing. And those extra things also pull more into your final score and they, it determines a bunch of things. Uh, one of my favorite things about Killzone 3 it's like every class came together. It's like you started with limited ammo. If you're if you wanted your team to win, you didn't have to do a lot of things to specifically help one other person or help. It was just like here's my class. I'm a medic. I can run by, see somebody, heal them. It, it, it doesn't even take two seconds. If I'm an engineer, uh, at the beginning of every um, map, all of the ammo crates are broken. You have to run through. If you're an engineer, you can set up bots, so you can and you can also repair the ammo crates. You should really play Overwatch because that's a lot. Like you're I played Overwatch, uh, I, I, but, but I mean that's not what I'm looking for. I, I don't know how to describe why the why the difference is there, but it's not what I'm looking for. Well, uh, Facebook but, Delta, thank you once again for uh, submitting. You, um, if you're interested, just hit up Triangle Squared Podcast at gmail.com. Shoot us some mail. We'll read it. Um, we'll spend an exorbitantly long amount of time on it. Yeah. I, say, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to do it this way, but I guess it's a good topic in its own. Well, yeah, and that's kind of a, and this is kind of another thing is that it's something we forgot about because it's not something that we've ever had. So we, uh, this is actually a couple episodes late because this is from a couple. It's, he, he, yeah, he sent it like in right week. after episode five. And yeah. then I, I, we missed it right after we recorded. I found it right after we recorded last But time. if you want to play Call of Duty or Destiny with me, we got our gamer or our gamer tag. Yeah, this ain't Xbox. actually, yeah. If you play online, uh, Four Phase Delta, you can hit both of us up. Add us on. Uh, he plays more than I do online, just to be fair. What I do play, but yeah, yeah. Um, but moving on into the, the tots. No, don't. <laughs> no, that's not. Uh, moving on to what we really want to talk about with this show is what I want to say. Is that with the market right now, you're kind of seeing a spike up in the 3D platformers of, of yesteryear, as I want to yeah. <laughs> make them sound. So, one thing I think is important to say is that this is not the first time that we've seen this rise back for 3D platformers. But, you know, kind of where I, I stand on this is that I'm excited, but I'm very cautiously excited because it's not the... This is not the first time I've allowed myself to get excited about what seems like they're about to be a steady stream of these again, and then it just goes downhill. Uh, I thought surely when uh, when Sly Cooper um, Thieves in Time came out, Sly Cooper 4, yeah. fantastic game. I was like, this is awesome. Extremely well-made game. I beat it. I thought this game was going to sell so well. It's going to get everybody hyped. We're going to have this new influx of these great 3D platforming games that have all these interesting mechanics, like Sly, like Ratchet. And yes, Ratchet and Clank, I do consider that part of this still coming back at the 3D platformer. There's shooting elements and all sorts of stuff, but I mean, at its heart, I think it is still a 3D platformer. Um, and I, you see stuff like Ukulele come out, and it's about very polarizing reviews. So I guess what I want to say is like, you know, my question, and I guess I'll, I'll just, I'm going to ask you and see what your thoughts are. Do you, A, what do you, how do you feel about the return of the 3D platformer for now? Yeah. And how do you kind of feel about the games you see, like NAC 2 being announced? That looks awesome. 
I'm surprised it's getting another chance. That's a, that's another new 3D platformer. Ukulele, uh, ukulele came. I'm hoping we see more Sly. Yeah. Mario's this year, which I know Mario never goes away, but it's just it's this year seems like it's got a couple of big hits on it. So how does it make you feel? A, where do you stand on you know, what are they at? And then B, do you think it's actually here to stay, or will it go back down to where it's just Mario and Nintendo doing their 3D platformer thing? I don't think it's here to stay. Unfortunately, I love 3D platformers. Um, absolutely, you know. Spyro and uh, a Crash would be, I guess, kind of one. Um, yeah, Crash is some definitely. people. Some people consider it two point five D, but same difference. Well, only the first game because well, yeah. the, the the second and the third game We're are definitely yeah. Um, but uh, and then you know you know got Super Mario sixty four and games like that. Um, Nag not so much. I don't think because I don't think uh, well just going by the sales of the first one um, and it was bundled in a lot too. I no, that think, game wasn't bundled. Uh, that game actually sold pretty well. Um, I thought that game was the very first bundle. No. no. Uh, I guess I remember Joe just picking that game up because it was just a launch title. Yeah, a lot of games. A lot of people yeah. did. That game sold over a million. Um, but like, but then think, again, it's a launch title, so it's hard to say. Everybody's thirsty and hung, hungry for those games that are new and different. I think matter. if they reinvented Sly again, and I mean like a whole new Sly series, I think it'll be even better because people who have late to the series or never played, there's no like way for them to join. Just like NAC 2. You didn't play NAC 2, you're not going to pick up. Or NAC 1, you're not going to pick up NAC 2. Yeah. And then... Uh, Sly, so if they make Sly 5, then nobody's going to play it if they didn't play Sly 4. So then this is going to go over a thing where it's not going to sell well. It's going to go down to $30, and it's going to go down to 20 That's going to be on flash sales, and then it's just going to go back you need down to quit making these damn games with cliffhanger endings, because I need yeah. Sly 5 because Sly 4 oh, yeah. is and see, I, I, I didn't play Sly 4. Which, don't get me wrong, I will be ecstatic if they even come out and just say, new Sly game built from the ground up. It's going to be a whole new thing. And, you know, there's still supposed to be a Sly Cooper movie. So part of me still thinks it's what we'll see. Kind of like with Ratchet. Yeah, but I don't know because Ratchet movie didn't do very good. So that might have pulled the plug on the Sly movie to, to begin with. Yeah. And, like, I think that I think that there's definitely a place for him in, our, in today's gaming. Um, I think that there is... Is there enough of the market to sustain them if they actually were able? If they actually tried to make it into the market, then yeah. If they stopped, like, I think that a lot of these three platforms we've seen lately, a lot of low effort. Like, I would almost very well call ukulele low effort. I mean... I, Just because of how long it was in production doesn't mean they didn't... I'm sure I they worked hard that. on I mean, it, but that game's empty. Like, it is... It, I, I haven't played it, so I'm going to um, reserve judgment. But the game is, like, there's all these places, and they're just empty places. Like, Final Fantasy Fifteen. you can go to these nice-looking places, but it's just so barren. Like, and I mean, you know, in the end, for me, I, like, I love platformers. I love, especially going back to 2D platformers like Castlevania. You know, I know that's not what our topic really is about, I think that that would probably be more... Platforming will never go away. Right. That's the thing. But the 3D platforming we're specifically talking about is like this kind of mascot-driven, and not necessarily mascot, but a very character-driven... No, I think you're I think you're pretty right about mascot-driven, though, to be honest. Well, yeah, but I mean, they don't really call them mascot platformers anymore. It's what they were in the in like that really PS1 heavy days. PS2, PS1 PS2 days, era. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, like, you know... The, the mascot platformers were Mario, Sonic, Crash. Crash, or, or Crash was gone by the PS2 times, is what I'm talking about. Oh. Uh, he was gone, but it was, um, they had um, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper. Speaking I mean, of which. They had all these big, they had Ratchet and Clank. So it was a big time for, hey, here's new innovations, and these are the things we can do with these 3D platformers we couldn't do. And then it actually got interesting because 3D platformers started to change. And I think that's part of it is that I think genres are so expansive and engulf so many areas that. The 3D platformer is almost too simple. Because, like, even talking about Knack, Knack has got this, with what, what they're talking about adding in, it's like, yes, we're going to make it a little more true to platforming. It's going to be more fun, non-floating platforms. Everything's going to be in motion, a little harder for you to do. It's going to be fun, that effort. But it's like, on the back end of that, 
We also want to add real combat, deepness. We want to add skill trees. And see, when does that become an action adventure game? Well, I mean, in that, I mean, okay. Do do you consider Ratchet and Clank a three D platformer? Because really, the bulk of its gameplay is shooting. Yeah, I guess you're right. And that's what I'm saying is I think that the the 3D platformer now there are games like Ukulele that are true 3D platformers. That's just yeah, yeah. kind of what you do. But and then you got I think that these I think it's because I mean if you really want to get into it, Sly's a stealth game. Yes, it's a 3D platformer. There's times where we do this, but the game is very heavily centered around what you're doing stealth. See, I think it's I think it's more so of a 3D platformer than stealth for me. It's it's more of a 3D platformer. In, in terms of its gameplay balance than something like like Ratchet and Clank is. Yeah. But I think that they're all 3D platformers in the same thing where 3D platformer ends up being the, the back end and like there's a main genre ahead of it and then the 3D platformer is kind of the back end element. Well, yeah, and see, I think that... Honestly, if 3D platforming was to stay, I think that it should start off with almost a classical way where it's no there are no weapons. Kind of like you go back to Mario 64 and there is no weapons. I don't you go know back to though, Crash, you don't really have attention weapons. Attention spans. I don't think you're going to get enough people to buy into it. And I think that I could keep saying gaming is coming so, has come so far. It. How do you sell a game that's just a 3D platformer? I, I don't even think Ukulele did that well, but it was a Kickstarter game, so it didn't really have to do well. You know yeah. what I mean? I see. You, all you had to please was the people that paid for it up front. Well, see, I think a lot of people, I really hope Crash does so well because that's what, a month and... Like 15 days from now, 18 days from now. Yeah, it's like 47 days or something. Um, but I really want it to do well, but I'm not entirely sure it will because of the people who aren't interested in those type of games anymore. Here's it's the sad. thing. I think specifically Crash will do well because it's Crash, because there's been this hunger for it. Now, don't get me wrong. Level of well, I don't know. I but feel it like it'll sell, sell a million. Do you I think hope, that's I hope that it crazy? sells that much. I would honestly that think sold a million, be, and that got fucking. That was a launch title, though. But it got yeah, dragged was, across the fucking coal zones. That man. was a lot of people's first like. I'll tell you game. right now. I guarantee you. I, I think that too sells above a million copies. Ooh, I don't think so. I don't because see when when PS4 came out, you had there was no family friendly games. Well, that and that was the go to. Yeah, yeah. But this game. is another. Fa- there's not family friendly games really outside of this. This is like it's, they're very like few and far between. And few and far between. Yeah. There's not a saturated market, so I think if anything, it actually helps that those kind of games. Like, So I think that's where 3D platformers come in. Kids and parents who want to play with their kids, who remember playing Nintendo, but they don't get all these new crazy games. Like, I don't see, understand Call of Duty, but I can play Knack with my son. And see, that's a thing that uh, is also a kind of a, a danger zone, is you don't want to make them too easy to appeal to older No, players. no, no. Knack was fucking hard. Dude, there, there on hard parts. difficulty. I'll say that. I, I do remember Joe telling me there were parts of that game that were hard. Dude, that game was hard. But... You know, they designed it in such a way where it's like, kids, kids can play it. And actually, I'll tell you, the challenge of the, of the 3D platformer back in the day is what made them fun. The challenge of the 2D platformers is what made them fun. It's oh, like, yeah. Castlevania was like, soul-rippingly hard to like, young dude, me. Sonic was super hard to me as a kid because everything's moving so quickly. And it's like, you have to have really quick reflex speed. But I, I got to a point where I love Sonic. Uh, but it was really, it was like the challenge of Sonic is what made it fun to me. And then right. when we got Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Boy. Adventure, it got even more crazy. I was like, oh, man. You 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 aim for that kind of quick gameplay, but that's a different tangent. But yeah, and see, like, so I know, guess it still comes down to so a. I think you don't think they're here to stay. B, how do you well, a actually how do, how do you feel about them? I are, love. Are you enjoying that they're back? Kind of. I love three D platforming, um, so very much. That was probably my entry to like early to mid teens that I can remember the most of Crash and Mario. Um, are they here to stay? Probably not. I don't think that. In a world filled where Call of Duty makes most of its money on microtransactions, I don't think that they're here to stay. And it's sad. Um, 
Uh, it, well, but I mean, most games make the majority of them. Right now, there's that breathing economy game where it's like a long game is a platform where it's like we're going to release Rainbow Six and we're going to continue to make money off of the same Rainbow Six for two years. I don't know if I like that either because I guess I don't like it because when I'm done with it because I don't play online. Yeah, I would never even buy Overwatch because Overwatch doesn't have story. See, and, and that's what I would want because here's the thing: I love Killzone Three's online. Guess what? I love more. The story. Well, yeah, and see, that's where I'm kind of hypocritical is that, like, I criticize Call of Duty, but I love Overwatch, and that has the same type of microtransactions. Now, granted, Call of Duty has these weird guns that you can get now that are different in Overwatch's skins, um, which I have sunk a decent amount of money into. But, anyways, uh, I want them to stay. I just don't think they are. I think that 3D platforming is a thing that comes around once every seven or eight years, it stays for a year. And then it disappears. Now I'd say it comes a little more often than that. I'd say once every three to four years it comes back. Because the last slide well, before Knack, what was that? Well, I guess slide. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're about right. That was 2012 mm, or 2010. It was 2013, I think, before the PS3, before the PS4 announced. Yeah. But before the PS4 launched, okay, um, it came out that year because it was it was crossed by Vita PS3. What was the partner or Partners in Time collection? Is that what it was called? The Sly Collection? No, it's just called the Sly Collection. Supposed to be getting another collection. That was 2010. When, okay, that's okay. I was gonna say that one was uh, not too long after I graduated, because uh, I remember that coming out. But I want them to stay. I mean, like, what about you? Do you like? I want them to love them. That do too. Like, it's a big deal for me. I love Nat. It wasn't even because it was just like a, when they showed. It, I was like, that looks awesome. To me, that was the first real example of a Pixar style looking game on a on, on a system. I, I thought that, that game was really pretty. Uh, the game was well made. Had a cute, charming story, but it wasn't too much. Kind of what made the Crash games fun. You don't feel like you have to get too invested. You know, normally I love a story, but that's one of the great things about 3D platformers is you can be a little removed. Yeah, like you Ratchet can watch Clank, a podcast. And Ratchet and Clank, you don't really play. remember the story that much. You just remember that it was fun doing all the things. Yeah. Uh, whereas, And I mean, don't wrong. It was a cool story. It was, it was fun. Uh, I love them for this weird, like, jovial nonchalance-ness to them. It's like, I feel like I can just play them and have fun. Hannah it gets interested in them and either wants to really watch me play them or she wants to try and play them herself. She tried playing uh, Ratchet and Clank. She got decent. She's not very good at games, but you know. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I think it's interesting. I think it pulls more people in. And I think that definitely in the PS3 era, games started going so far into that hyper-realistic or 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 that JRPG, but these are both two areas that normal people can't look at and go, oh, that looks like something I'd want to play. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the great thing about 3D platformers is you pull some of that Nintendo crowd. And I, what I mean by Nintendo crowd is the people who typically go to Nintendo because the games are what they're looking for. Easy to digest, simple art style, art style that their kids will enjoy, gameplay their kids will enjoy, but they'll also enjoy. Yeah. And see, that's all I like about And no wrong. I, I don't like Mario Kart. We've already had this yeah. discussion. I, there's plenty of games. I, don't, I, I thought Mario 64 wasn't a very fun game, but oh, I know boy. everyone oh, thinks I'm one. crazy. But more importantly being is I get it. When I look at them, I'm like, I see why people like this. Yeah. And it's a good way to pull people in. So I think, A, okay, A, I'm glad they're back. B, I don't see them being around so same we got the yeah. same, same kind of conclusion uh, here but you want we both want them to there's be a so very much. very very hopeful part of me that thinks that if they continue to do this right they no. can carve a big enough niche in the market to where they stay but they're never as grandiose as they really could be or but have been but that's okay yeah because at least they're here because they're here yeah now here's the thing if I can get Sony to consistently make a high quality Sly Cooper Ratchet and Clank, 
and kind of rotate these out along with their big, very serious games. And that's part of what I want right now. Sony showing Days Gone, Last of Us Part Two, God of War. These very heavy, gritty. And World no more. These games look awesome. But I would love in between there to just get some kind of like some, that's some like, I'm so distraction excited, game. I'm so excited for Crash because this whole year has been very serious. I get to have me just a little fun crash you know so go, I'm gonna run around I know this fucking game is back back of my hand yeah. man. I know these games super well like, but I'm excited to play them again experience them again so when NAC 2 rolls around I'm excited because literally NAC's gonna be the standout game when does NAC 2 come out do we know Some uh, 2017 my assumption is because of the market it's in and, and everything it's in it's gonna die it can, no it can come out anywhere because it's the standout game I guarantee you no other 3D platformer comes out in the same no, time. no other 3D platformer, but like you get in. But that's what I mean. That's why it'll stand out. Well, I was gonna say the only thing that could kill it, and I, and I, I do mean this. The only thing I could really see killing it is Mario Odyssey. Well, and and that's it. If they steer clear of Mario Mario Odyssey, and even then it wouldn't completely kill it because the Switch audience is still smaller than than the PS4 audience. So that for these people who look and go, that's a like. A, people who are a little more, they like all these genres, they're going to look at Mac and go, this is something a little different. This is cool. This is refreshing. Definitely they like the first Mac. Some people were like, I'm just going to try it. Yeah. And I, I really Because you'd be surprised. Some people don't care if they played the first game or not. That's a weird person It is. Me. It is. But there are people that don't care. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm excited for the 3D platformer genre. Um, you know, towards the end of this year, we got Destiny 2, Call of Duty, we got these games. And that's what to I mean, have a every one of them is nice. that ridiculous. They're all shooters, they're all heavily competitive online, and that's what I mean, is there is mindshare for these easier, simpler, pretty games that are fun, that you can play with your girlfriend, you can play with your wife, you can play with your kids. You know what First I mean? First of all, they'd have to support co-op. Well, I mean, I think majority, like, like I said, Mac 2 is doing it from the ground up. But even then, it's something you can watch your kid play and help your kid play. And yeah. it's fun for you to even help them. I mean, they just need to bring back split screen on these games, too. Yeah, but, so, I mean, I really I'm telling you, dude, to make I think Mac 2 comes out. I think it does well. I think it's the standout game. And I think that it's the beginning of us seeing Sony not necessarily full-fledged, full, like, full pushing it like they push these serious third-person narrative games they're doing, which I'm, it's, I don't necessarily want them to do that. I'd have no qualms with it. Right. Um, but I think it's what you start to see. You start to see Sony go, okay, this sold well enough that we're going to keep making these little titles here and there. Kind of like when Nintendo does this, like, the little Mr. Toad offshoot on the Wii U. No one thought that, but people, it sold well. People liked it. The game came out? Yeah. They, they did a Mr. That. Toad's little adventure. And that's what I mean. They can do these small-er side games and just have fun with them. And there is a market, I think, there, yeah. I think if you don't try and push this extremely, extremely polished, which I mean, it just you depends. Can't, you man. can't compare. That's to something from a game SNA development standpoint. And... I don't know how that works. I don't know how big the team Mark Cerny has and Japan Studio have for Nat Two. Um, it'd be interesting. I think what how much it makes. I think Nat Two will be a big turning point, specifically for Sony's side of it. It'll be a turning. Yeah, it'll it'll certainly be. And I think Crash Bandicoot will be part of it because there's parts of me that keep thinking that with definitely with the exclusivity shit going around with uh, Crash Bandicoot, that whether it is or isn't Xbox One in a year. That I think if it does really well, that Sony fights a for it to remain exclusive and B, I, I think though if it's not whole exclusive, they're going to do that kind of Tomb Raider wording where they don't talk about it until later. They're like, oh hey, it is coming. Uh, but if it does really well, maybe Sony pushes and goes, we want to keep this exclusive. We want to fund a new one. Keep doing yeah, it that I, Yeah, I think, I hope it'll do something See, like that. So, Crash does well. Mac does well. They throw me in a new little sly. 
How, mean, however I, they want to do it, I reboot mean, a new game, it does it does okay. I'll say, and then you got Mario for the other side. Yeah, and I've, and obviously, I mean, but the thing is, that's going to help contribute to. But, but Nintendo kind of lives and breathes in its own market, man, because Mario games have been doing great as 3D platformers every generation, including the Wii, which was going head to head with the PS3 right, that had right. none of them. But really. still, people who pick up a Switch and. To be honest, there's no, there's not a whole lot of games out. They're gonna get Mario Odyssey when it comes out. Yeah, uh, and then they're gonna. But do you think Sony looks at that number really? Because I don't know. I don't think Sony. I don't think Sony looks. But at you it, think but it think makes they, game I, publishers as a whole look? No, down. no. I just think it makes like you play a Super Mario game that's really good, and you're like, man, I wish I had something like this on PS4. And then something like it comes out on PS4, and you're like, man, I'm glad this came out. Yeah, I'm that's a good it. point. Yeah, so like that's it, a good point. It, it puts you in that good old mood. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That, I think that's interesting. I it, it's happened so many times that. Maybe it sticks this time. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> or I guess my other thing is that if it doesn't stick this time, I almost just hope that it dies so that it, it, it stops being so embarrassing. But that's not true. Because, you know, the thing is, even though they come back every couple of years, I'm always super excited. Yeah. I was excited about Knack. I was excited about Sly. So, you know, even if I only get one excitement for that kind of game every four years, I'll take it. Right. But, and yeah. it needs to be good. Yeah. And enjoyable. Well, this has been episode seven of Triangle Squared. Uh, I think this was fun. Actually. Yeah, like, I like these more casual um, topics. Yeah, they work well. And, you know, you guys always let us know in the comments, you know. Yeah, I mean, hey, let us know what 3D platformers you like. Uh, if there's any that you're would that you excited about that are coming. If there's any that you would like to see from Sony or any really game company uh, at E3 or some kind of PSX, smaller, more personal announcement, kind of like they did with, uh, with NAC 2. Uh, if there's any topics that you would like to hear us talk about, uh, definitely do that. If you have any responses to things we say, you have your own opinion, you can tweet at us, you can email us, you can do all that. Uh, new episodes, like we said, 12 p.m. every Monday, Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. But until next week, next episode, this has been Triangle Sway. Thank you, guys.